This week's episode of the podcast has been brought to you in cooperation with Fair Plains General Store. Welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone. I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 175th time on this good Friday, April 10th, 2020. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Twitter Translations, Part 2. sounded nasally in the intro, but trust me, I'm not sick. It's allergy season, people, so I just had a bit of a stuffy nose. But anyway, there's the fade. How you doing? Last week, as you'll remember, I told you a story. The story of how I met Eustace Conway, and also I read a tweet in that episode. Well, this week is another spawn of Twitter. So for those of you that have Twitter and don't really use it, don't know much about it, or just don't have it at all, let me tell you a little bit about what goes on. So there's a homepage where you can see everything that goes on with people you follow, and then there's a search page, which is like just a little page with a magnifying glass icon on it, and there's a bunch of little tabs that you can go through. There's one called Trending, and that's what we're focusing on today. You can find find out about movies, you can find out about celebrities, and for some reason, Avengers Endgame is still trending on the day of recording this. I have no clue how, but let me tell you, that's that's just not the point. And anyway, back in 2016, there was this huge hashtag growing up in tweet explosion going around. And the basic gist of it was you'd tweet something that happened in your state or that you remember from growing up with that hashtag. And I posted one about growing up in North North Carolina. Now, you might think it's one of the usual suspects, and you'd most likely be right. You know, the one about your entire family bleeding Tar Heel Blue or whatever weird color Carolina Blue and Georgia Tech Yellow produces in Dan's case. Oh, yeah, quick shout out to Dan. How you doing if you're listening? Or maybe even you'd think I tweeted about going to pig pickings or drinking a lot of cheer wine, which I do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be shy and not admit that. I'm not gonna hide it from anybody <laughs> the fact that I drink cheer wine. But anyway, that's not the point. You're off base thinking any of it. Learning you can get charged with a misdemeanor for throwing pizza rolls at someone. Yeah, that actually happened and is what I put out there. Oh, you're interested now, are you? All right, I'll cut you a deal. We'll make a whole episode out of this. You just hang on and we'll talk about what happened in a few minutes. You know what? Now that I think about it, this could be considered a sequel to Twitter translations. Do you remember that one? This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of John. John chapter 19, verse 30 says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Here we see the written testimony of Jesus' death on the cross. So let's start off with this first part of the verse, and when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar. Let's start there. So in order to understand this, we need to go back a few verses and see what happens before. We know that in John 19, verse 28, it says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. 
The vinegar comes into play in verse 29. It says, Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. And then we come to verse 30. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. So after this happened, after he had drank the vinegar, he said, It is finished. What does that mean exactly? It is finished. What do those three words imply? Well, obviously we know that it is finished means something's done. So in the context of Jesus on the cross, what was done? What was completed on that day at Calvary? Well, we know from one commentary on this verse that the work of God, the work that God had laid out before Jesus to do with those 33 years that he had been appointed to live out on this earth was finished. The work was done with his death on the cross. And the only thing that was left is to rise up in victory on the third day in the borrowed tomb. And that is exactly what we see is going to be set in motion here with Jesus's death on the cross. So we go from him saying, it is finished now to him bowing his head and giving up the ghost. We see Jesus taking his last breath, his final moments in this earth before he committed his spirit back to God. But we also know that the words it is finished doesn't necessarily mean that just the work on earth that Jesus was given was done. It also means that our salvation was finished. Our salvation was completed from the moment those words left his mouth. We were redeemed. And you know what? The best part about it is, the best part about it is he did not stay on that cross. He did not stay in that tomb because on the third day, on Easter Sunday, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, rose again, which means, dear friends, our hope is not in vain. Our prayers aren't in vain. Our believing is not in vain. Our worship is not in vain. There is a living God and a living Son of God in heaven, and they watch what we do. They listen to every word. Word, we say they listen to our prayers and they answer them. And even when the answer is no, we know that God has a plan. Jesus died. Jesus had to die to redeem our souls from the eternal fires of hell. And that is a wonderful, wonderful thing because Jesus rose from the dead. He is no longer in that empty tomb. And let me tell you, friends, he's coming back to take us away. He said he goes to prepare a place for us, and one day he'll welcome us home. All right, now let's find out more. We're digging deeper into this whole pizza roll fight thing. It happened, like I said before, a few years ago, like it was back in 2016, in Gastonia. Police got started getting to the bottom of this around like 1.30 in the morning, and I just gotta say, my goodness, that's early, man. I know, I get it. Crime never sleeps, but shouldn't you, at some point, like, dude, it seems like being up that late all the time is bad for you. Eh, well, who am I to talk? (laughs) Two things that throw me off here. They said it's unclear how it got started. I'm not sure either, to be honest, but let me tell you something. You don't just throw pizza rolls at somebody for no reason, (laughs) so it had to have gone south somehow. 
That's understandable, though. This next thing messes with me. They didn't know what brand of pizza rolls were used. That wasn't listed in the report. Okay, first off, why does that matter? God. Can somebody clear this up for me? I'm not really sure why that's an issue. Because think about it. There's not going to be a cop standing outside your house taking a police report just like, There's one thing I need to know before this police report's finished. Tell me, what brand of pizza rolls were you witnessing being thrown across the room? Because I will tell you one thing in advance. We... We have a policy down at the station. Anything larger than a bagel bite, like on a scale from a bagel bite to a 20-inch veggie supreme, that is straight to jail, no less than 30 days. But anything smaller than a bagel bite, yeah, we might be able to cut you a deal there. See what I'm talking about? That makes absolutely no sense. So that's why, first off, I don't know why that would matter. And second, I think we all know what kind they used. Totino's. I know we were all thinking it. I'm just the only one bold enough to say it. And no, it's not because that's the only brand of pizza roll I'm aware of. I don't know what on earth would make you think that. Totally inaccurate. All right, before this episode ends, I want to take a second to thank my sponsor, Fair Plains General Store. If you didn't know it, they have a full line of Daddy Pete's gardening and lawn care items, as well as all the best soil additives, fertilizers, and high-nutrition permafeed for livestock. They also have high-yield herbicide and pesticide in both liquid and granular varieties and a wide selection of snacks and drinks, from Cheetos and Cool Mountain Cream sodas to Little Debbie and Coca-Cola. You name it, they've got it. Find them at 418 Sparta Road in North Wilkesboro, and if you don't have time to stop in, go ahead and call them at 336-667-6849. I appreciate you hanging out with me and taking time out of your week to hear what I've had to say. But that looks like all the time we've got for this episode. You can stay connected easily on Facebook and Twitter by searching Ebone Zone on Facebook and official EBZ on Twitter. That's capital O and official capital EBZ. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop a review, tell me how I'm doing, and subscribe if you can. Until next time, God bless you, stay humble, and keep an ear out.